0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'd like to please open up the Word of God today and to share that with us. And um, We're starting a brand new uh, series today called uh, Galatians Freedom in Christ. And uh, we're going to be unpacking that over the next uh, few weeks. And that's uh, great. But I want to say thank you for coming. Lovely to see you all. Several people away still, but still nice and full. And why don't we show our appreciation as well to those listening on podcast. Come on, let's give a clap. to. <laughs> Wonderful. People are, are, are tuning in all the time. And it's great to... And it's great podcast. It's a great resource for you if you are away. Then just go onto the webpage, page, And there's a resources page there. And you can yeah, tune in when you are away. And that's, that's great to feel connected. I know when Sam and Annie were away in India, you, know, you, you felt a little bit of connection, didn't you? All those thousands of miles away in India, but just hearing this from the, the podcast. So that's great. And that's a resource for all of us, as well as the, the wider um, community. And uh, that's brilliant. So Galatians, freedom in Christ. So can you remember a time when you knew freedom? Whatever that felt like for you. It could have been the relief of pressure. Give me a wave if you're a student here today. Keep your hands up if you've still got exams. Give me a wave if you finished your exams. Debbie is smiling massively, and so would be tomorrow, but she's with our Sunday stars today. Yeah, so I remember this time when I was a student on different occasions, and you're in that final exam. The final exam of your series, whatever it is, whether it's a degree program or A levels or GCSEs or whatever the exams you were sitting were, it's a final in a series and you're going in it, you perhaps prepared hard or perhaps you haven't, and you're doing your best, you're in that exam hall, it's quiet, and suddenly the, t- the clock is ticking down, and suddenly it's, you hear from the front saying, Pens down, please. And I don't know if you can remember that. Can you remember that last exam you ever sat? Give me a wave, you imagine that last maybe It may have been many years ago, it could have been like more recently, but can you remember exam? the last exam you ever sat and you heard those words, pens down please. How did you feel? If you felt anything like me or um, Tamara maybe or, or Debbie who've just recently finished their, their final exams, maybe it was a rush of absolute relief. Maybe it was a, I don't really care how that last exam went, I've finished, I've finished, I've got my life back. Because often exams are in the summer, aren't they? They're in time when we've got beautiful weather and we had didn't we have beautiful weather yesterday, glorious and, uh, and uh, so it's a time when you're having to work and be inside or you might go outside a bit to revise but it's too hot so you go back in again and you think, oh everyone's out there, everyone's got their freedom, why, why can't I have my freedom, I'm having to revise and suddenly pens down, please, and you've got your freedom back and you're just wishing like Debbie is perhaps today, I hope it continues to be sunny, Yeah. Maybe you say a few prayers for the weather for our, our students. But yeah, freedom, that, that, that relief of pressure, that relief of no more, no more. And maybe you can think of freedom in different areas of your life that you've experienced where the pressure has gone and you felt free. Maybe when you've gone on holiday, you've gone on holiday and wherever that is, in this country abroad, and you no work for a week, no work for a few days. You've got that freedom. Freedom to breathe, to be yourself. And that we're looking over the next few weeks at Galatians. Um, and it's, and, the, and the, the subtitle of this message and this, this series is called Freedom in Christ. But this first um, part today is um, its called Worth Fighting For. Worth Fighting For. And we're looking at the, the first chapter today. But you know what, friends? Some things are worth fighting for, aren't they? Someone once told me, choose your battles. Some people, do you know know some people, no one here today or listening today, but some people like to have a fight about anything, don't they? They're up for a fight about any little thing. They want to fight. It's up for a fight. But someone once said to me, choose your battles wisely. And we're going to be unpacking this first chapter today and we're going to be hearing from um, a great man in the Bible called Paul who was fighting for something because some things are worth fighting for. Things are worth fighting for are marriages, marriages, who knows, married life isn't always easy. If you're, if you're single and you want to be married and you think it's going to be easy, it's not. But that's God's grace in our lives and just smoothing out the edges in our own lives. You know, Suddenly you, you never thought, when you've been single, you never thought certain things matter in life. Like leaving the toilet seat down. That never mattered to me in life before. Toothpaste. Just, you just squeeze it any old how. But apparently you're meant to do it from the bottom and roll it up. You know what I'm talking about? Some things are worth fighting for. Um, I'm not sure about toothpaste, but certainly marriage is worth fighting for, and relationships are worth fighting for. Um, and we've got this, this scripture, which is, I, I believe, it's the key, um, for me, it's the key scripture for Galatians. I wonder if we can read this out loud together. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, it's on the screen there. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And that's like Paul's headline verse for writing to a group of churches in Galatia, which is like modern day Turkey. And he's saying to them, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And as we unpack this, we're going to see that actually this has got relevance to yours and my life. Maybe we're a Christian here today. Well, we're going to hear how this can affect our lives. Okay, we're not talking about necessarily slavery, in the sense of um, modern day slavery, but there's ways, even our Christian faith, that we can be enslaved and even move away from the truth that set us free in the very beginning. Maybe we're here today and we're not yet a Christian. We're on a journey with our faith. I'm not sure what you think about all this. Well, maybe today you can understand from a Christian perspective that actually there is freedom for your life as well as for those of us who believe when it comes to that point of salvation. Great. So the thought today is you've got to fight for your right, not to party. <laughs> as the Beastie Boys said in 1986, they wrote that song. You've got to fight for your right to party. No, you've got to fight for your right for freedom. You've got to fight for your right for freedom. I wonder if we can say this out loud together. Come on, one, two, three. You've got to fight for your right for freedom. And as, as Christ followers, God has set you and I free in Jesus Christ. And we're going to hear all about that, all about that today, all about Paul's heart for the churches in Galatia, how Jesus Christ died to set them free. But we've got to maintain that freedom. We've got to keep ourselves in the truth. And that resolves, involves a fight for that right, for our freedom. So I wonder if you can turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter one. We're going to be reading the whole chapter this morning, um, 24 verses. But we can do that, can't we? Yeah. We can do that. 24 verses, and this will give us a bit of a, uh, um, a bit of a backdrop to, to what Paul is saying um, in these six chapters. So this, this Galatians is the first thought to, considered to be the first letter written by St Paul. Um, St Paul um, was a persecutor of of, the, of Uh, they called it the way the way was Christ's followers when Jesus had died and gone to heaven um, they called it the way and people were were, 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 first of all Jewish and they were uh, following Christ's example and he hated this Paul was an adamant Jew but he hated he thought thought this was a heresy and he wanted to wipe it out and the the first martyr the first person that died for their faith in Jesus Christ was, uh, was Stephen and he was there at that and allowed it to happen and we hear later on, Paul becomes, gets converted to, to Christianity, and uh, and and then goes on missionary journeys, and he plants, he helps out in planting churches in Galatia, which is a Roman province, okay, modern day Turkey, and then we, we write this, we hear this letter being written to um, the churches in Galatia. Can I say this is about 18 months since he started planting these churches. In this, we're going to hear some harsh words. You know, when you write a letter, you might write it saying, how are you? I hope you're okay. Um, well, he starts off a bit like that. And in, in Paul's letters, he often say, you know, he says things like grace and peace to you. Um, and then he, he says different things. But then in this letter, he, doesn't, he cuts away pleasantries and cuts straight to the point. You're going to hear an angry Paul. But do you know what? Sometimes we, can't, we haven't got time to mess around, have we? Sometimes we've got to say it as it is. And all our northern friends said, amen. We've got to say it as it is because he, this is about life and death. This isn't just any old battle. This isn't just any old fight. He's not just picking a fight. He's not fighting people. He's fighting thoughts and belief systems kind of, that can rob people of their salvation. And then Paul is adamant. So we're going to join us. Paul, an apostle. Everyone say Apostle. An apostle sent not from men, nor by man, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. That's his introduction. He's now saying, you know, some some of his letters he says, I'm a bond servant. He says, I'm I'm a servant of all. But this one he's saying, I'm an apostle. He's stating his credentials. Why? Because he wasn't one of the first 12 um, disciples who became apostles. He wasn't one of the first 12 trained up by Jesus and sent out. Because at that time, he was an adamant Jew and then became a hater of anyone that hated the way. He wanted to put people into prison. We were happy with people dying. He wanted to bring people enslaved to to Jerusalem to stand trial. That was Paul, the Jew of all Jews. And by the way, this isn't a message, anti-Jewish message. This is Paul attacking a a belief system that got into the church. And so Paul is stating his credentials. Why? Because those churches that he founded in the churches in Galatia now started to reject not just his teaching, but also the fact, was he really an apostle? And Paul is saying here, he's an apostle sent by Jesus Christ. So the churches in Galatia, verse three. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us and present um, evil from us to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever Amen Amen Church, friends, this is, the, this is the gospel the gospel means good news this is the good news in a nutshell that you and I can know grace and we can know peace who wants peace in their life? David spoke about knowing a peace that goes beyond understanding from Philippians this morning. We can know peace in our lives and grace in our lives. But peace is, is more than just a nice feeling. It's knowing peace with God Himself. Do you know what? There's no other peace that I'd rather know than peace with God, God our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. And how did that happen? That Jesus gave himself for our sins. Our sins are the things that we do wrong and say wrong and think that are wrong. And he gave himself for our sins, to rescue us, as a rescue mission, to rescue us. We couldn't do anything on our own ability. But God, before the foundations of the world, knew exactly what He was going to do to rescue you from your situation and mine from my situation. He knew what He could do, and He was going to become man in the flesh, according to the will of God, the Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the gospel in a nutshell. He continues. No other gospel. I am astonished. So that's the nice thing. He's had the introduction. That's great. Imagine you're, you're hearing this letter. Now you're hearing the harsh words, the straight words. He's shooting straight from the hip. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. They're turning to a different message, a different story. Do you know what? In the Christian faith, friends, there are things... The longer I, I live my life as a Christian, the more I see that there are different arguments and different thoughts and, and schools of thought along theology. But the main thing is the main thing. Some of the things we can have diff, diff, um, different thoughts on, but the main thing when it, when it comes to salvation has always got to be the main thing. And here Paul is fighting for the main thing because the main thing is changed in the eyes of this people group. And they're turning to a different gospel. Verse 7, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than the, what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Wow! So Paul is saying, if you hear, whether it's from me, whether it's from any of the apostles at the time, or anyone else, or even if you see an angel come from heaven, and they preach a message that is different to what I've told you so far, let them be cursed by God. This is tough words, isn't it? This is tough language. There are different sects. There are different. Um, the, the Christian faith has gone into different um, different groupings. For example, there are the, we call this nickname is the Mormons, okay, the, Jesus, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Give me a wave, if you've heard of them, okay? So they will approach, I've had them on my door so many times, approach me saying, oh, we believe in the Bible too. For example, they do, they believe in the Bible. But they also believe that Joseph Smith, their leader, also received some golden plates, it's called golden plate religion, okay, from an angel. Well, therefore, I see in my Bible, it says, if an angel gives me another gospel, other than the one which I've received, I'm not going to receive it. And friends, we've got to be so careful about what we're receive, receiving in terms of the gospel message, the truth of our salvation. Amen? So, that's not to attack. We are to love and we are to win. Yeah? If you've got friends that, are, that um, are, are Mormons, we've got friends that are Jehovah Witnesses. Okay, That is, a, 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 we call it a sect, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the truth because they don't receive Jesus as the third person of the, of the Trinity. So we don't, we, 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 we love them, we speak to them. Daniel has opportunities with his uh, friend who's a Jehovah Witnesses to share, what do you think about this, what do you think about this, and they just chat. That's great. You just reach out through relationship. You don't condemn people. You don't, right, well in the Bible it says this, you know, and the heavy, you know, you build through relationship. You reach out, which is our duty, through love and you pray for them and you give them the truth. Wow, heavy language. Let's continue. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people, says Paul? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So he's now saying, you know, I'm giving it to you thick, I'm giving it to you hard, but I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying to tell you the truth because it's for your your sakes. And now he starts to defend his position because they've said, well, who are you? You're not really an apostle. Called by God. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father. But, and I love some of the buts in the Bible, When we go some way and it says, but God, and he he writes, but when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus. And we know the story. In case you don't, Paul was was adamant. He was persecuting the church. He was on the road to Damascus. And suddenly he sees this blinding light. Okay, And he hears a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul. Because that was his name before his name was turned to Paul. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And it was Jesus calling from heaven in this amazing vision. And suddenly, as a sign to him, he was blinded. He was blinded. And he realised, he had a revelation that actually what he was doing was wrong. This is a hardened um, advocate of of Judaism and actually, not just Judaism, but actually rejecting anything to do with Christ being the Messiah. And he's on his road just to, to wipe out the church and then Jesus reaches him. Can I say to you all, to us all this morning, that Jesus is a way of reaching us, doesn't he? Jesus is a way of reaching to us. Do you think about your, a friend of yours who perhaps isn't yet a Christian. You think, well, how would they ever know about Jesus? They're so hardened. God has got a way of reaching every heart. You can pray for them. You can ask Him. But can I say this? God knew before the foundation of the world that, number one, Saul was going to be persecuting the church. But number two, that Saul would convert to Christianity, follow Jesus Christ, and his name would be called, turn to Paul. Can I say this this morning? Everyone in here, you are set apart. You've been set apart for a purpose. Before the foundation of the world. That means way before you were born. God called you. God has called you into a relationship. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Our journey is about discovering that. Discovering him. Discovering our purpose. And living to please God. Isn't that amazing? We've got a plan. God's got a plan and purpose for every one of us. He set you apart. I mean, you're special. You are special. Sometimes you might think, well, what is my life? Who am I? Well, you are special in the eyes of God because God loves you so much. You are so precious to him. You might think, well, oh, I've got a hard life. God loves you. God loves you. And God is not finished with you yet. But it's all about discovering his purpose for our lives so we can live it to please him and to bless him and to be a part of the great adventure. Purpose is one thing that every human being is looking for. Some people use it, the term self actualization, but discovering one's purpose is what everyone is looking for in life. People try and find purpose in their work, in their, in, in their relationships, but the only person that can truly show our true life's purpose is God himself. God himself. And he's called, in, called you and I by his grace. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas, that's Peter, and stayed with him 15 days. Peter was one of the um, early apostles that was um, discipled by Jesus. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. That's Jesus' brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing to you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally known to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report The the man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praise God because of me. I love this. The word Christian, we, we often use Christian or Christ followers. But they didn't have that in the Bible in those days. They called you, if you were a follower of Christ, they called you being in Christ. So when we have freedom in Christ, we have freedom because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And here they are. Here we are at the end of this. They've got people praising God. Because they see a life that has been turned around. Has your life been turned around, friends? Think back, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, if you're in Christ today, think back to that time when you first gave your life to Christ. Maybe you received salvation with weeping, joys with joy, with weeping. Can you think back to it? God's not finished with you. Sometimes life gets busy and we lose track of the things that maybe our first initial passion, our first love for the Lord. But God is not finished with any one of us here today. He wants to call you and I to purpose, to purpose. But understand that our being in Christ, our position in Christ is because of Jesus. It's a free gift of salvation. It's not something that can be earned. And we're going to be hearing more about this over the next few weeks, what was happening there. It's not something to be earned. It's a free gift to you and to me. You've, been, you've got to fight for your right to freedom. So three points very quickly that we can learn from this passage. To fight for your right to freedom means understanding three things. Number one, it means understanding the gospel. You see, it says there about the gospel about grace and peace. I don't know this is this a British thing. But if someone gives me a gift, you know, I want to say thank you, but I will automatically want to do something for them. Anyone else like that? Someone gives you something, you want to give something to them or give something back, you know. Maybe it's a British thing, I don't know. I don't know. But why don't we just say thank you <laughs> and appreciate the gift that someone is giving to us. And this is the gospel. This is grace, friends, that there's been a gift given to you and I, an invitation to a life that lives forever with Christ Jesus. A life of truth, a life of peace, a life that goes beyond our, our, uh, our years on earth, a life that is forevermore, a life of joy. Yes, there's challenges. We're not beyond our challenges, but a life where you can live forever with Christ. And it's, you, know, you don't have to do anything because you do not deserve it. I do not deserve this. I do not deserve this free gift. Your best day, think about your best day where you may have given some money to the homeless. You might have uh, said, um, be nice and kind to everyone all your day. Your best day is rubbish. Why? Because inside our hearts, we are sinful. Thoughts are going on in our minds all the time, you know. And let's be honest, let's be real. You know, we, we have thoughts that go on, and you think, oh, I mustn't think that thought. Whatever the type of thought is. Maybe about someone else or a lustful thought or whatever it is. I mustn't think that thought. Your best is is never good enough. You and I will never meet up to God's standard. And that's where God's grace has met us. He's met us at our point of need. Whether you know it or not, you have a need today, friends. You have a need of a saviour. You have a need of a saviour. We all have a need of a saviour. And that saviour, that gift is a gift of grace. We often call grace as an acronym, God's riches at Christ's expense. Have you heard that? God's riches at Christ's expense. Christ's expense because someone had to die for the wages upon your life. Your worst day, or even your best day, you're still sinful. We're still sinful. And the Bible calls that a separation from God. And there's a price that needs to be paid for that. And do you know what? The best human being could never pay that price. The best human being, because us as human beings, we're wired because sin came into us. We're wired. So it took someone without sin. Do you know anyone without sin, friends? Who do you know without sin? Who do you know without sin? Come on. Come on, louder. Who do you know without sin? Jesus, Jesus, because God became human. God became human. He laid aside his godliness, his state, and became human. God in the flesh. Because that was his rescue plan. Before the time began, he knew what he was going to do. And he had to live a life where he didn't sin. And he didn't. He got accused of many things, hanging out with his sinners. Well, what's wrong with that? Because sinners need saving, amen? You and I need saving. He hung out with those that needed a saviour. Showed them a way, taught a way, showed a way. But he died. He died because he needed to die. Why? To rescue you and I. We couldn't do it for ourselves. We can't do it for ourselves, but we can. And here's it. How do we do it? God's riches at Christ's expense. We receive the free gift of salvation. We receive it. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for dying for me. That I don't have to die for my sin. That the punishment has been laid on Jesus Christ. It's been laid on him. It's been laid on him. Therefore, I don't have to stand accused. And do you know what? If you're a Christ follower here today and and you can think of maybe something that someone's accused you of. And maybe they're right. Would you say, God, forgive me of that. You can stand absolutely blameless. Holy, set apart and blameless. Blameless. There's no accusation that you can put on yourself, someone else can put on you or the devil can put on you that can stand in the way of your freedom in Christ Jesus. And do you know what the great thing is? God's riches at Christ's expense, but He gives us peace. Peace, first of all, peace from God. Peace with God. Do you know what? You know when you, you try and make peace with people? I, I, I want to have peace with God. Because <laughs> God is uh, as, um, <laughs> as uh, Jim Carrey in, in, the, in the movie, um it's called now. Yes. Brutal Mighty. The Almighty Smiter, <laughs> he calls it, you know. But like, God who could do anything. God who created the world through speaking. All the Trinity was involved. Who's angry with sin. doesn't like sin, but made a way. And he's given me a gift. You know, if I gave a gift to David right now, do you know, I want anything for him just to take that gift off me. But sometimes we're, we're messing around and thinking, well, I'm not sure if I, you know, what do I think about this Christianity? You know, messing around. But, but it's a free gift. We receive it with faith. We receive it. Saying, God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you. I receive it. I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. In a sense, we well, we become perfect. We have to stay in that perfection. But, you know, we, we mess up. So we, God, we, forgive me. I receive that gift. I knew no peace. When I gave my life back to Christ um, many years ago now, um, I just wept. But I wasn't like sad. I was just joy. It was like a, I just knew peace with God. I knew that I've been running away for so many years, but I knew peace from God. Maybe some of you today you can know peace with God today because it's free. Number two, very quickly, it's a gift of salvation. Gospel message, the good news is hearing what Jesus did, but we have to receive that gift. It's a gift. Can't buy it. Can't buy it. And can I say also, you know, when you become a Christian, don't think you've got to then um, buy God's favor, earn his favor, earn his earn his right to keep loving you. It's a done deal. He loves you. He loves you so much. It's a done deal. Just walk in that. But out of the overflow of our heart, we want to please God. We want to please God. We want to to give back. We We want to serve him. We want to find our purpose in life. We want to make a difference with our life. But that doesn't earn our gift of salvation. What we do doesn't earn our salvation. It's a gift of salvation, which is given because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And finally, number three, it's given for all. It's given for all. This gift of salvation is too good to keep to our, ourselves, friends. It's too good. Now, sometimes you might hear from pulpits saying, you need to witness, friends. You need to tell your... You know. No, 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 no. We do. We do. We do. But that's not the motivation. The motivation is, God, you gave this good gift to me and you've changed my life. And so many of us in this room today and listening on podcasts, it's the truth. It's changed our lives. But wouldn't it be deeply selfish of us, hear what I'm not saying, if we just kept this good gift and kept it to ourselves? This is why Paul was fighting. He was fighting with his words because they were steering away from the truth of who Jesus was and what he did and actually, about, actually they had to earn their salvation. And we're going to be hearing more about this over the next few weeks, but we don't have to earn our salvation. We receive our salvation; it's a free gift. But as I've been changed, give me a way for your life's been changed by Jesus this morning. As our lives been changed, God wants us, the Great Commission, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. He wants you and I to win our friends. He wants you and I to speak to our workmates. He wants you and I to speak to our family members that don't yet know Jesus. But I don't know, Dave, all the Bible verses you don't need to. It's like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. What has God done in your life? What has God done in your life? If you know some Bible verses, you can throw them in there. But you know what? The Bible is the truth, but the Bible doesn't mean anything to people. The Bible is our, as as Christ followers our, as our point of, of reference and our truth, and, and it does change word word with life, but this day in a post-modern generation where truth is subjective and relative, quoting the Bible isn't all-and-end-all. All. But what has God done in your life that you can share with someone else? And then you can share in a bit of scripture and the truth of the word of God. But we can't just preach the word of God to people down people's throats. We've got to build connection, build relationship and then speak truth about what God has done in your life. It's given for all and there's a responsibility for all of us to think, God, how can you use me? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, how can you use me today, Lord? If this has been given for all and you want to use me, you've called me before the foundation of the world. God's got a plan and purpose for your life. He's called you. Therefore, he knows, and we read in Ephesians chapter 2, he knows the works he has for you, for you to walk in them. So we just need to tap into the one has all knowledge. God, today, would you show me what you want me to do? Would you show me who I'm to connect with? Would you show me what I'm to say? I don't know it all. Help me, help me. And God will give you and me opportunities to do that to do that because it's been given for all the gospel it's grace and peace it's a gift free gift of salvation and it's been given for all but you've got to fight for your right to stay true to this truth that you don't earn your salvation it's a free gift if ever you hear anything else that says, you've got to earn your salvation it's not the truth of God Amen We're got to stay we have got to fight for that truth all we have within us. I wonder if we can close our eyes and bow our heads this morning in the presence of God. Just, uh, I just want to pray a couple of prayers, and just this is uh, this is a challenging um, message. We're going to hear more as we go on the next uh, few weeks. Uh, just, God relayed this this message on my heart. Um, it wasn't until a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, I wasn't sure where to go, and then God just sort of showed me, and it was like, "Whoa, okay." Um, this affects every single one of us, and maybe this morning you you, you call yourself a Christ follower, and you just uh, you just know that you know that, you, that you're hearing this message, and maybe there's you know, you're thinking, "I need to, uh, <laughs> I need to um, share my faith. I need opportunities, Lord. Would you give me those opportunities?" Or maybe you're thinking, you know. I think sometimes, I, sometimes I'm, I'm, I think that I've got to earn my salvation. I don't think it's always a, a free gift. Well, understand this morning the truth that it is a free gift. It's free. There's no strings attached. the Holy Spirit minister that truth into your heart and into your mind this morning. Understand that God, so God wants to give you peace in your life. Maybe even though you're a Christ follower, you beat yourself up. Maybe thoughts come to your mind that say you're no good. Well, God, who are you to say you're no good? The, thing, the person that God has set free, the person that God has saved, who are you to say you are no good? When Almighty God, when Jesus Christ died for you to set you free, to give you a hope and a purpose and a future, who are you to say you're no good? Because God loves you so much. And now the truth of his word to wash over your heart and mind this morning that you are valuable, you are worthy, you are precious, you are a son, a daughter of the living God. Son, a daughter of the living God. You are precious, you are priceless, you are his masterpiece. Because when God the Father looks at you, he sees his son Jesus. He sees his son Jesus beaten up and busted up on that cross, dying for your place to give you that free gift. The free gift of a relationship with him and a position in Christ Jesus of a son and a daughter. Right now, just quickly, if you want to pray, something like that I spoke to you this morning, there are Christ following, saying, God, I just need to remind myself this morning of that. Just raise your hand right now. I'm going to pray for you right now. Just if you're responding right now. just want Maybe the, the, the error has gone into your thinking. I've got to earn my right. No, you don't. You just you receive it and understanding the truth of who God has made you to be and say, stay free. Stay free. Or you're asking God, oh, God, give me opportunities. This is too good to keep to myself. Just put your hand up. I'm just going to pray with you right now. So Lord, I pray right now for my, my friends that are just respond to you in terms of just, God, this message of just the free gift. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember all the days of our lives, it is a free gift. We don't have to earn it. We don't deserve it, but we receive it. We receive it and we walk in it. And I pray for those that are responding and asking God for opportunities that, Lord, even tomorrow, as they wake up, as they do their day, wherever that is, in their street, in their home, in their neighbourhood, in, in the workplace, that, Father God, you would give them opportunities. Maybe opportunities that make them feel a bit scared. What am I meant to do? But give them the wisdom to walk in those opportunities of telling one person what you've done in their lives. And just why every head is bowed and and eyes shut this morning. If you're here today and and you're saying, you know what, Dave, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need a saviour. This gospel message you've spoken about, I've not really fully understood it before or connected with it, but I'm beginning to believe and and go, I need Jesus, Dave. I need Jesus, I need a fresh start, I need a a saviour, I need someone to forgive my sins, I need someone to turn my life around, I need someone to give my life purpose, God can do that for you today. And I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to call you forward, I'm not going to ask you to stand to your feet, but I am going to ask you to raise your hand uh, so that I will see it, so I can pray for you in a minute. So whenever every head is bowed and I shut, sure, if you're saying to me this morning, Dave, I need Jesus, just raise your hand up right now. I want to pray with you a special prayer of commitment right now. Coming across this place. Great, great, great. Keep those hands high. Keep those hands high. Great. Whether you're a, a Christ follower it's just a prayer of just, of recommitting your life. Maybe your life's gone a bit cold, recommitting. Or for the first time you want to say, God, I, I need you. I need you. Wonderful, wonderful wonderful let's say this prayer out loud shall we together Uh, dear Father God I need Jesus thank you for dying for me Jesus I confess my sins would you forgive me of my sins would you cleanse me of all wrong would you give me a brand new start I give control of my life to you Would you lead me and would you help my life make a difference for the rest of my life? And let's give God all the glory. Come on, friends. Let's give him a clap for this morning. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.